Unlock your Bible. Discover the true meaning of life. Learn the cause of world problems and the astounding solution. Prove for yourself what the future holds. In the Trumpet Literature Library, you will find answers to life's most important questions. Explore these vital titles on Trumpet Bookshelf. Welcome to Trumpet Bookshelf. I'm Grant Turgeon. Thank you for tuning in today. You can listen to any KPCG radio program at kpcg.fm. That's available to you anywhere in the world. Just hop on the internet and check out our loaded show lineup. The tires spun helplessly in place, spewing scorching hot desert heat up into the air. I was stuck in a sand trap. Now, how did this happen? How did I end up foolishly trying to drive a vehicle through the sand? This was a really hard trial. And it's a trial that taught me several valuable lessons. I've actually got an article coming out about this for pcg.church the website of the Philadelphia Church of God. It is a pretty interesting story. But suffice it to say that it was only made possible by a crippling lack of wisdom. The late educator and theologian Herbert W. Armstrong used to differentiate between knowledge, understanding, and wisdom. Knowledge is what you can acquire through reading and study. You can compile all the facts. You can become knowledgeable about a subject simply by reading about it. But then understanding is a different level. That's the ability to come to the correct conclusion based on the knowledge you have accumulated. It's the ability to discern between the correct reasoning and the incorrect reasoning, between right and wrong, good and evil. And then finally, the top level, the highest tier, is wisdom. Once you have the knowledge, once you know the difference between good and evil, you also need the ability to have discipline to put the right way into action. So this situation where I drove a vehicle into the sand, I was lacking in wisdom and probably understanding as well. I did not discern my situation very accurately and it led to the wrong action as well. How do we deal with this deficiency? Mr. Armstrong used to say before he died in 1986 that the biggest need in God's church is wisdom. 
That's quite a statement. Philadelphia Church of God, Pastor General Gerald Flurry wrote a lot about wisdom in his booklet, The Epistle of James, which you can read for free at thetrumpet.com. He said also that wisdom is a great need in God's church. And he talked about all of the bad decisions he saw people make over the years because of a lack of it. When we lack wisdom, it can actually be deadly. That's how serious this subject really is. So there are quite a few things, quite a few areas where I fell short regarding wisdom that led up to me getting a vehicle stuck in the sand. Quite an embarrassing mistake. And it, it was so easily avoidable. Here is the example of the ancient Israelite King Solomon. God gave him a chance to ask for anything that he could ever want. And his response, Solomon's response is just outstanding. Here in first Kings three verse, starting in verse eight and your people and your servant is in the midst of your people, which you have chosen a great people that cannot be numbered nor counted for multitude. Here, Solomon is setting up his request to God. He felt small in the midst of this ocean of Israelites. He was just a barnacle in the ocean. Verse 9, 1 Kings 3, verse 9. Give therefore your servant an understanding heart to judge your people that I may discern between good and bad for who is able to judge this, your so great a people you see there the combination of understanding and wisdom. Solomon was going to be a King over a vast multitude of people. And he wanted to be able to be understanding to discern between right and wrong, good and evil. And then to have the wisdom to follow through and make the right judgment. First Kings three, verse 10 and the speech pleased the Lord that Solomon had asked this thing. So you probably know the result of this Solomon became the wisest man who ever lived. And yes, he did have some pitfalls where he failed to follow through. But Solomon was never deceived. He could always discern between good and evil. And at the end of his life, he came back to that full application of wisdom where he actually put into practice the right way. He didn't just know the right way. He did it. So Solomon 
asked for wisdom. The day I got stuck in the sand, I did not ask for wisdom. As a result, all of the obvious warning signs that got me in that predicament, I completely overlooked. I was driving on the highway. I turned off at an exit to try to find a gas station. I took a wrong turn from there, went through somebody's gravel driveway, and then started winding, zigzagging back and forth down a hill. Now that path gradually got narrower. Tree branches started to overhang the path even more and give my car what is called desert pinstriping. It was starting to make little scratches on the sides. Not too bad, but still enough for me to realize that I should have realized that (laughs) cars are not supposed to be going down that path. The farther I went down that path, the narrower the path got. Eventually, it changed from gravel into sand. And finally, at the bottom of the hill, there was a sandy straightaway that looked like it led back up around the side of the hill back toward the highway. But the sand was too deep. It was too loose. And I didn't take the time to look at that before trying to drive over it. Now, in hindsight, it's so obvious to me (laughs) that this area was private property. I was never going to find a gas station at the bottom of that hill. Simply no way. And yet I kept driving. And as the warning signs increased, I didn't turn around and go back up to safety. What a horrible way (laughs) to learn the need to ask for wisdom. Solomon asked for wisdom over all the riches in the world. He could have had anything from God, and yet he asked for wisdom. Every day since getting stuck in the sand, I have asked for wisdom. Wisdom is something we need so desperately every single moment of every day to make sure our thoughts, our words, our actions, our desires are right and not getting us in trouble or in danger. But there are different types of wisdom. There's a type of wisdom that has no value. And there's a type of wisdom we can ask God for that can actually save our lives. We have to know the difference. We have to have the understanding to discern between these two types of wisdom. Romans 1 verse 22 says, professing themselves to be wise, they became fools. All right, so this is the kind of wisdom that doesn't benefit us very much. It's worldly wisdom, and it's actually just twisted reasoning, making something way more complicated than it should be because we get tangled in our own web 
of foolish thinking. That is foolish, worldly wisdom. It's completely lacking in any common sense. And it is the whole reason why the world is in the state that it's in. Where we keep on listening to these fake doctors and scientists who are wrong about everything. But they are wise in the ways of the world. They have the pieces of paper that tell us how smart they are. So we keep on listening to them. It's not working out very well. 1 Corinthians 3 verse 19 says, For the wisdom of this world is foolishness with God. That is not the kind of wisdom we want. That's not the kind of wisdom we'll receive if we're asking God for wisdom. There's a different kind of wisdom that is far above riches as Solomon knew. That's why he asked for this type of wisdom instead of riches. Psalm 111 verse 10. The fear of the eternal is the beginning of wisdom. A good understanding have all they that do his commandments, his praise endures forever. So this is a type of wisdom that we should be asking God for. It's related to godly fear, which really just means deeply respecting God. It takes humility just like Solomon realizing he was just one man in the midst of an innumerable nation in terms of its massive population, we have to realize how small we are and how we know nothing apart from God or compared to our creator who sees everything and knows everything. It says here, the fear of the eternal is the beginning of wisdom. That's where it starts. That humble mentality that allows us to ask God for wisdom in the first place. And then when we start to do God's commandments, we'll have a good understanding. You see how wisdom has everything to do with action. It's not just reading a bunch of books and glorying and gloating in all that knowledge that we've accumulated. That's what worldly wisdom is. From time to time, there are critics who attack God's church and they've read books. Oh, they've read so many books. They're just so smart. And yet their fake wisdom would be absolutely slashed in half and torn apart by God's people. God provides the simple, correct way of thinking about every subject. Usually it is black and white. We don't have to write an entire book to articulate a simple, basic belief. But the critics think they know everything. They have no wisdom at all. No real wisdom. 
They don't know the difference between good and evil. They've gotten so caught up in their own false reasoning and intellectualism that they might not even know that God exists anymore. It's just a foolish wisdom. And yes, God does call the weak and the base, but he teaches us. He makes us experts in the right way of thinking and living. Experts at how to prove what we believe. To accumulate the right kind of knowledge. To build discernment between good and evil on top of that knowledge. And then to actually have the discipline and determination to put that into practice. To actually live the way of godly wisdom. It all comes from asking for God's help, drawing on that power through God's Holy Spirit. God will give us wisdom, but first we have to ask for it. I did not ask for wisdom the day that I got stuck in the sand and I paid for it. I literally paid for it. It was very expensive to get the car out of the sand. And yet, what a valuable lesson that I learned. It was worth the thousands of dollars to get the car out. Because I've realized ever since the value of wisdom. And a lot of other lessons too. Like I said, I do have an article coming out about this experience. A lot more lessons that I learned from it as well. But today we're just focusing on the importance of wisdom. Now let's just reinforce some more that wisdom is really all about action. Notice here James chapter 3 and verse 17. But the wisdom that is from above... You see, wisdom from God, because we asked for it, because we're willing to obey him, is first pure, then peaceable, gentle, and easy to be entreated, full of mercy and good fruits, without partiality and without hypocrisy. Now, why would this verse be talking all about character traits when it comes to wisdom. If wisdom's just a matter of reading a bunch of books and spouting off all the facts we've gathered into our mighty brains, then what would that have to do with these righteous character traits? You see, it's not just a matter of being book smart. Or even just knowing the difference between good and evil. But actually living that right way. Once we know that right way, which only God can reveal to us, we have to live it as well. We have to become pure. Pure even in terms of stopping wrong thoughts and replacing them with 
hope and vision and truth. Really wholeheartedly upholding the Ten Commandments, God's perfect spiritual law. That wisdom from above, as it says here in James 3, verse 17, is peaceable and gentle. That means that we get along with people. We love people. And even when we are confronted or attacked, we'll deal with it tactfully. We won't cause an unnecessary scene or get into unnecessary conflicts and arguments. We won't be just brute beasts beating people over the head with what we know. It says here that it's full of mercy and good fruits. Wisdom means patience and willingness to forgive others instead of holding grudges. It means producing good deeds. That point about patience, Mr. Gerald Fleury exemplifies that. He is frequently asked to make large, important decisions regarding God's work. And there will, there will be times where perhaps he will sit on that decision for weeks or months, praying about it, studying God's word to find his will, asking God for those answers. As long as it's not an urgent decision that has to be made, he sees the big picture and he's ready to wait on God for an answer instead of just rushing into something without wisdom. Wisdom here is without partiality or without playing favorites, no hypocrisy. It means holding ourselves up to God's standard, not holding others up to that standard while we live however we want but holding ourselves to that standard. Proverbs 13 verse 16 says in the New Living Translation, wise people think before they act. When I got the car stuck in the sand, I wasn't really thinking. I didn't think about the possible repercussions of going off of a paved road in my vehicle instead of just going a couple more miles down the highway to find a more sensible exit an easier place for for locating a gas station i should have really thought that through taken some time to consider to pray about it in the moment how badly do we need wisdom what pain could we save ourselves from with wisdom? It is something worth considering, worth examining in all of our lives. Just using wisdom 
being those ambassadors for Christ, living the way Christ would have us live, having that wisdom from above, not being impressed by fake worldly wisdom that accomplishes nothing and only increases vanity and arrogance, but a wisdom that is practical and tangible that we can put into practice in our lives every single day. There's, there are few things more valuable than wisdom. Making decisions knowing that God is on our side and he is backing up those decisions. And that reminds us of the importance of counsel as well. Asking a friend or especially a minister of God their perspective on a given situation taking the proper amount of time to consider the options before rushing into something. Now this car situation, getting stuck in the sand was a very hard trial. And yet it did teach me for an absolute fact that godly wisdom, the wisdom from above is worth more than all the riches in the world. Thanks so much for listening today. I'm Grant Turgeon. This has been Trumpet Bookshelf. You've been listening to Trumpet Bookshelf. Please email your thoughts to comments at kpcg.fm. Listen for new episodes every Friday at 10 a.m. Central Time.